who will survive? Welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Bountis, and with me is Positively Eric. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Just hanging out. Cool. Having a little cocktail. Nice. We've got lots to talk about this week. We are going to the Attitude Era, to WWF, In Your House, Over the Edge, 1998, Man, this was a fun show, and I cannot wait to talk to you about it and talk to everyone else about it, too, after we send this out to the to the world. If this is to your the first world. Time, if this is your first time listening, appreciate that. Or if you are a longtime listener, appreciate that as well. You can find all of our past shows for free, your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And then if you want to subscribe as well, do that, and they'll be there in your phone or your iPod, whatever you're using, each and every episode that comes out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at PPW Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. And if you want to support the show, just share with a friend because that's more fun. More people listen, more people interact. Going on four and a half for whatever many years we've been doing this now. And really, if you want, you can head to whatamover.net and pick up a fun, cool t shirt. Man, four years, huh? Shoot. It's more than that. I think it's five in January. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to uh, get back on Instagram. I had one for a while, <laughs> then I deleted it just because, I don't know, it was just something that kind of wasted my time. So, <laughs> so you're, but aren't you on TikTok now? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the old TikTok. <laughs> talk about time wasting. Oh, my goodness. That's funny, <laughs> though. You got some good stuff there. There's some awesome. cooking tips. There's some wrestling uh, <laughs> clips. It, it's it's a, a good time waster. All right. Speaking of time waster, which is what this show is most of the time. <laughs> All right. Anything new and exciting? I mean, we went to the, the Mick Foley meet and greet show, uh, one man show last Sunday, I think it was. Yeah, it was which a was lot of fun. fun. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, we got there like right on time, missed the openers, mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense, and saw Mick's show for two hours. He talked and did a little QA. I kind of wish the Q&A was better organized rather than people just like shouting. Yeah. Should have been a roaming microphone guy because I had a question I want to ask him, but I wasn't going to shout it from the back. Right. You know, but. What what would have been your question? So I wanted to ask him two things. Oh, I I decided I was going to ask him. I was like, one, with him being the Christmas guru, what's the best Christmas movie of all time? Okay. Or I was going to ask him, like I was going to kind of mention, like I watch a ton of old wrestling and I notice sometimes when guys steal stuff from other people or guys when they should steal stuff, what stuff that he stole from wrestlers he watched to when he was a full-time pro wrestler. That would have been cool. be interested to see. That's a he, good question. He took, it would have been, but I wasn't going to shout it from the rooftops. So anyway, uh, post, post show, they did a little meet and greet, which was kind of cool. And <laughs> we were joking that there wasn't, there was what, 100 people meet and greet, maybe? Wasn't that much? Yeah. 
And uh, we were about halfway in the line, which is fine. I mean, I wasn't in a rush. You were in no rush. No. And there was a police officer doing kind of security there saying, guys, <laughs> you know, really appreciate you turning your flash on, flash on. Like, he was very persistent about the yeah. flash over the camera. Also was talking about how Mick has no time, blah, blah, blah. Mike, he, like, he has a flight to catch. So I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Pulled up my phone where it says it's show tomorrow night. It was an hour car ride away, so there's no way he had a flight to catch. <laughs> it was clearly a lie to get the mixer on his way. But hey, if you're going to do a meet and greet after the show, sorry. You you get through who you get through. But Right. Yeah, take your time. You see how many you got. Yeah. Some people had some cool stuff getting signed. The guy in front of us had the Jack's Three Faces of Foley three-pack, which mm-hmm. was just awesome. Yeah, that was you cool. Had, you had the turnbuckle from Ring Skirts. I had the Dude Love Over the Edge VHS tape, which we're going to talk about. And the the dude, the mixer was cool. He was, I was kind of worried he wouldn't sign multiple names, but mm-hmm. he did sign all yeah, the names for I, you. Yeah, as we were walking up, I'm like, and you were like, you know, is, you, you better hope he's going to do all four. Which one are you going to get if he only does one? And then I was kind of peeking over the little area, and then I saw that he had um, one of those, I don't know, like an eight by ten with the three faces of falling. He was signing all of them. I'm like, hey, he's signing them all. And you're like, all right. And then they signed. Mm-hmm. He signed the uh, the the Jack's three pack ahead of us. So I'm like, what's one more signature? Exactly, and he was cool with it. He even stole your paint pen. He's yeah, like, can I snag this? this <laughs> like, like the hey, could I use this for the rest of the show? I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here <laughs> the whole time. Like, you could just keep it. Well, no, he's. I. Well, the best was your reaction was like, well, which one? Like, which color do you want? Like, you can't have them all. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought these. That's okay. The mixer yeah, the, just signed well, extra said, autographs I, for you. Can I use this, you know, to the end of it? And I'm thinking, well, you're going to be here for another 40 minutes. I'm not. So mm-hmm. why don't you just go ahead and keep it? It's like, okay, cool. For sure. All right. This, sh- I think that's it. I, there's nothing else really to talk to. Anything else exciting? You pick up anything? I know you grabbed the Luchasaurus for yourself. Appreciate that. And no figures or no buying anything? You pick anything up lately? Uh, no, not really. Well, I did, did order a Jax, uh, off Mercari, Jax, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, because I really want a Duggan uh-huh. for, my, for my display that I'm kind of starting to put more figures on display yeah. instead of, you know, keeping them in a drawer and only displaying like 50 of them or whatever. Um, so I'm looking at the, the, the Mattel Hacksaw, and like, he's not that thin. Like, in my head, like, I want it to look like Hacksaw. Yeah, you and want it, burly. I want, I want the big barrel, barrel chest and a big, big belly. Yeah. So I went to Jack's. I'm like, man, I'm like, that does look like him. But, you know, this would be my first Jack's I ever bought. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to buy oh. like the, I think it was 80 bucks or 100 bucks for the, the Mattel one, the Legends 3, I mm-hmm. believe. And then even even the King of the Ring one, I don't really like that one because of the goofy face he's got. So yeah, I offered this guy 10 bucks. He said it was on display only. So I, it was, I think he had it for 15 bucks. I offered him 10. He accepted it overnight and. He sent it out already, so it's 15 bucks well spent. I just have to kind of just make a two-by-four for him and see if mm-hmm. I can heat up this hand and see if I can get his thumb to come up for the for the hoe. You have to. you got to have the hoe, the thumb, and the two-by-four. You have <laughs> so to. Hof- so hopefully I can manipulate that with uh, heating up the plastic and whatnot. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it because I feel like there's a ton to laugh and talk about with this show, and maybe we even get into – our friend Ringskirt's favorite portion of the show, Eric's childhood stories, which make me laugh about your rage. <laughs> it wasn't rage. You you stepped on a kid's glasses like a cigarette butt. That is rage. I had to. He, he stole from me. The, the, the funny thing is... Am I, I going to call the why, cops? It wasn't cool to call the cops back then. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> what are you gonna do? Call the cops, pussy? I'm like, whoa! I uh, I'll break your glasses instead. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, a note came home in my daughter's backpack from her teacher Uh-oh. that she had punched a kid in yeah. the back. And I was pretty mad at her. I go, who did you punch? She told me it was a boy. Mm-hmm. I said, why? She goes, he was teasing me and making faces at me. And I was like, did you tell the truth? She said, no. I said, all right, well, you cannot do that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, secretly, I'm like, well, good for you for sending up for yourself, but we yeah. don't want to be punching in first grade. The reason I think I laugh so hard at your rage stories when you were a kid, <laughs> you getting mad, is because yeah. you're not that guy at all now. You're just no. like, meh. You're just like, meh, whatever. Like, whatever. I don't care. It's pretty hard, I think, for you to get, even if you're mad, you're like, well, what the hell? I'm mad now. Like, you're not, like, enraged. Yeah, it takes a lot for me to get enraged. Uh, yeah. Mostly, I mean, I've noticed, well, in my adult life, I get really mad if, like, someone messes with my sister. But, I mean, that doesn't really happen that much anymore. Yeah, like, who's messing with your sister? Like, Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Exactly. But, even like, in my 20s, you know, she had boyfriends that would, like, kind of mess with her and, mm-hmm. you know what 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 and you're gonna like, go kick him with your steel toe boots i thought about it sure yeah but that that's what's so funny is when i hear these stories because i'm like <laughs> in the past you know seven or eight years we've been hanging out or whatever five years whatever it's been yeah like you're not mad whereas i get easily flustered and mad <laughs> and it tickles, I, I, just, I, I laugh at how mad you get <laughs> it tickles you with, when I, I get mad because i understand how frustrated and pissy you get because i i've been there and I mean, there's times I get like that where you're not around. So I, so I totally still understand, but then, it, then I hear your reasoning of why you're so mad. It's, it's hilarious to me. Oh, you just, yeah. I, I, I just constant, I consciously try to be more chill around you. Cause I don't want to hear you giggling at me while I'm getting mad. Yeah. I almost, I got a little mad at the, I went to a Cubs game with my, uh, my girlfriend and my mom, we went to the Cubs game. They were playing the Cardinals on Sunday. So we're in section 212, real nice mm-hmm. afternoon. We got like the, the third, uh, I guess the, the third section like above sure. us. So we kind of got coverage over it. So we're not sitting in the sun. And mm-hmm. and this door, maybe like the sixth inning. And my mom, I had her sit on the end. I bought end seats. So one, two, three, four. Um, mm-hmm. We used the fourth seat for coats and stuff because my sister couldn't go. So my mom is on the end and she had knee surgery. So when people are trying to get in or out of the row, she kind of has to take a couple seconds to get up and she yeah. gets out of the way, like gets out into the aisle so that she doesn't have to stand back and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, everybody was pretty um, um, respectful of her and, you know, how she got up and whatever. And they're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know how people's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oops, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Don't want to. Oh, I'm sorry. The Midwest. The, the, the yeah. Oop, oop, excuse the, me. Oop, the, excuse the, me. Oop. The oop. Oh, yep, exactly. Oh. Uh, but this one guy, he came through and he was, he was really bad. He was old, um, but he was like coming fast. And I got up and he kind of like went by me pretty quick, went right back real quick. And my mom was trying to get up and he didn't even wait for her to get up. He like walked and like stepped on her foot. <laughs> she said, <laughs> she was like, ah, he stepped on my foot. And then the guy just like was rushing down the steps. I'm like, that guy probably had diarrhea or had a bad hot dog or something. Yeah. Cause I, I've never seen an old person move that quick and just not wait for somebody to get out of the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was waiting for him to come back. Cause I'm going to confront him. You know, <laughs> You're I, fuming. I, I'm just thinking this whole scenario. Like when he comes back, I'm like, I'm going to say this. I'm like, what was your rush? you know you stepped on my mom's foot you know what mm-hmm. was the big hurry and you know i'm just trying to you know try to fit in like were you afraid of shit in your pants or you know something mean so i was so did I was he looking, come back i was looking for him and then 
um, maybe like two innings later, I never saw him come back the way he came in. So mm-hmm. I was looking over to my right, and he was like a row ahead of us, maybe 15 seats down. I saw him like, that's the guy. And my mom's like, he, ne- he never came back this way. He's like, she's in, he's in a totally different row. I don't know why he got in our row and stepped on my foot. <laughs> but... Yeah, this, I, yeah, I didn't approach him or anything because he was kind of down the way, and it, yeah, it was too much to. Also, in somewhat wrestling related, back to the over the edge paper, you on our Mick Foley show. Mm-hmm. So Eric drives to come pick me up to go to the show, and the show is at seven, so it's kind of an awkward time. It was an hour away, so we wanted to leave at I think like six, and I, or I didn't have dinner, and I told Eric, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need to stop at like CVS or something to get a snack. So and I, I, I said, why don't you grab some chips from your house and you just snack on the way there? I didn't have like a little to-go bag. You don't need a to-go bag. Just bring a bag well, of chips and then... Plus I had to return a movie at the Redbox anyway. Oh, so, right, right, right. And all right. So we go to the CBS and like, I, and also it worked out because I needed to get a new mask. So it all worked out. Mm-hmm. So I get my combos, whatever. And then we're driving to the venue. And all of a sudden you're like, I got to pee. So you pull off. This is like 40 minutes later into the ride. <laughs> yeah. So you pull off and I'm like, oh, there's a Walmart. Let's pull into the Walmart. We can do some, some fig hunting and toy spotting. And you're like, okay. But then instead you pull into the White Castle parking lot. Because, because it was quicker to get into the White it Castle was. than to it wait was. for it the right light there. to drive all the way to White Castle. So, so I just Walmart. deadpan look at you. I go, you know, <laughs> if I knew we were going to step at White Castle, we wouldn't have had fucking combos for dinner. And you almost pissed your I did. You know, I was shaking my leg, you know, in the in the car. I'm like, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. Yeah. And then I'm thinking I should have just gone to the bathroom at CVS when we were here forty minutes ago. (laughs) So I I go in and you said that. I I had pissed like maybe half of an inch away from the tip and I'm like I almost peed my pants, but I'm laughing it about it again as I open the door (laughs) to get into White Castle. Yes. One of the good things I have about my sense of humor is a timing. I'm yeah. very good at timing. And that, that was a perfect timing. It was. Because it um, made sense. Like, if, if we were going to stop at White Castle, why would you get those shitty combos? <laughs> you could have had like some a, sliders and some fries and maybe oh, a shake. Oh, yeah. But then it would have been a rough ride back. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's talk. Over the Edge, 1998. This took place. On it was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, May thirty first, nineteen ninety eight. So I had just graduated eighth grade. Because you know, in eighth grade, you get to leave school a little earlier because you have the graduation. So you're a senior in high school, I think, or just graduated high school. Um, so were you? Did you watch this pay per view, or, or have you ever seen this pay per view? I've, your I've seen bits and parts of this pay per view. I think yeah. it might have been like Mick Foley, um, yeah, documentaries or whatever. But I remember seeing a lot of different things from the main event. Um, but this is the time when I was watching maybe every other week where I would like watch one week on raw Mm -hmm. and see like, Oh, two weeks ago this happened. So I wasn't watching every week, but I was watching enough, you know, weekly to kind of know who the characters were and how they were going. Like I love DX and, uh, the dirt rivalry with the nation of domination, Ken Shamrock, uh, Vince McMahon and Stone Cold, like all of that stuff I I was aware of, but I I didn't watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, eighth grade was the year I was watching pretty religiously. Like, I was not to be messed with on Monday nights in my house. <laughs> like, you know, I'm watching, yeah. got the double TVs or, or, or the, the VH or VCR and one and the TV and another. And also, I think this was around the time when with the VCR, you could set the channel and the VCR yeah. to one channel, but the TV to another. So I was able to record Nitro or watch Raw or vice versa. Okay. So, so that was pretty cool. But just. Okay, just checking my recording. You're recording, right? Because mine just mine just skipped, but I am recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Uh, but this was definitely a 
all-in type of thing for me for a fan. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I've talked about this before, when in, in 98, when wrestling kind of became cool, everyone was watching, me and my one couple of buddies that watched kind of became the the go-to for information about the history of these guys and how we got here. And, yeah. you know, Triple H used to be Hunter Hearst Helmsley and oh, that used to be Rocky Maivia and all oh, Stone Cold was, he was the ringmaster when he first, so stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he, you know, he used to be Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and, and all this stuff. So it was it was kind of the to be the cool wrestling fan, which is a bit of an oxymoron, but that's what no, it was it, at the time. It is. You know, you get your little um, your little subcategory of yeah. of wrestling fans, and, you know, you're at the top of the, you're top of the pyramid. For sure. Did you, I, I think we watched this pay-per-view live. I'm pretty sure my buddy's mom might ordered it for us mm-hmm. we kind of like a party his house you know the handful of us like eighth grade was over we're going to high school summer it, it was it's good times it's yeah i i i got back into wwf yeah wwf but i had friends that were more into wcw because they liked the i think goldberg was around by now he was yeah um nwo like that was more cool um where this was more like raunchy Mm-hmm. But it was cool, Rachi. But the other one was just like cool, cool. But either way, like I like both. But um, you know, I, I had friends that were like totally NWO. Like that just took over the world. And you know, I appreciated all that. But at the same time, I was like, all right, well, WWF is still getting a little bit edgier. You know, they're they're not as lame as they were. You know, with their cartoon characters and their yeah, their garbage men <laughs> and their baseball players. But yeah, I, I I was totally aware of what was going on. So the intro of this pay-per-view starts off with super over-the-top, like, Nazis marching towards Europe and a mm-hmm. voice takeover talking about how people must conform and Austin's just agreeing to conform. And we're talking all about authority figures. And we kind of get a little bit of the background of what we're going to do for the main event, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Dude Love, mm-hmm. WWF Championship, Vince McMahon, the special referee. Pat Patterson, the special ring announcer, Joe Briscoe, the special timekeeper. And there's a bit of a mystery of if someone will be in Austin's corner to make sure there's no bullshit to happen. And we the deck is the sta- stacked against him. It is. And the show starts off pretty hot with the, the pyro. I love the set. They've got like crashed cars everywhere yeah. over the edge, like a junkyard. It looks pretty awesome. Briscoe Brothers. Um, auto, body, auto, yep. auto repair. <laughs> And this, that's what I loved about like Austin and McMahon, because McMahon would have his stooges, and it was just like, yes. everybody's against Austin, like as far as like corporate type. I mean, not, this wasn't corporate yet, but I'm just saying like McMahon and his three stooges and, you know, calling all the shots and putting hits out on <laughs> putting hits out on Austin. We'll talk about Vince later and just how great he is and how. Oh, my God. I want to wait on that. Let's, pause, yeah. let's you know, pin that. Oh, there, that's There's fine. a lot to talk about yeah. with, Austin, with Vince. Mm-hmm. So this show starts off with Legion of Doom, LOD 2000, that is, with Darren Drozdoff and Sonny versus the Disciples of Apocalypse. So in the previous show, I think I said Smoking Gun Sonny was my favorite Sonny. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I I think this is taking it. uh, LOD 2000 Sonny with the flame bra and this you even posted on twitter it's like oh my goodness and this was a debate with and nice the, the, friends the, in eighth grade it was it sable or sunny guy and we were like how could you say you're a sable guy look at sunny like yes, total so creeps I, well you got sunny's face she's so cute and pretty and her personality like she just looks like she'll she, not down you know for sexual stuff but like she's cool like she'll she's down for anything she's upbeat and positive and just has a good time and mm-hmm. gets the lod chant started love yeah. it and draws puke. He, mm-hmm. They're improved puke, and he's wearing weird, like... <laughs> like a kilt? You no, know, they're shorts, I think. Oh, okay. 
like plaid shorts down past the knees. You got a Montgomery Ward or something. Uh, Skull and Eight Ball from the DOA come out on motorcycles. So as a kid, I thought Eight Ball, like the name was like the pool cube. Right. Eight Ball, not really realizing it was a drug reference. Right. <laughs> Until much later in life. I'm like, oh, Eight Ball, that's cool. Yeah. Remember in eighth grade, or no, not eighth grade, sixth grade, the, not that they weren't the trapper keepers, but they were like kind of, they were a fabric type of thing where they zipped up all the way. Right. And this is pre-paint pen. Now, this is like the original paint pen. White out pens. Mm-hmm. If you had a black trapper binder keeper, you drew on it with the white white out pen. Mm-hmm. So you drew dice and eight balls <laughs> and WWF logos. And if like if you're a friend with an artist, yeah. I was a shitty drawer, but like artists like would do it for you. One kid had like the coolest like thing ever. I remember that. Yeah. Now I think about it. So fully posable claims to be the paint pen gods. I think I and my friends in sixth grade were the original <laughs> white out pen paint pen yeah. founders. So we'll take that. Do you remember? I've seen this before, and I used to do it, but it's it comes up every now and then. Like if you did this, you know, you're a kid of the '90s or the yeah. '80s or whatever, and it's like that that real like cool graffiti type S. Yeah, the Stussy. I think it was called okay yeah i remember yeah, doing that yeah i i could never draw it that way we did do that i remember our friends across the street they had like a their own bedroom mm-hmm. their two brothers shared a room but the in the bedroom was a huge walk-in closet yeah and the mom kind of let them draw on it because the one son was a really good artist right so he drew like the bull symbol the white socks and like i remember that was really big on there like it was like a thing i don't even know if stussy was the real i don't think i don't think that's what we called it i'm sure that's yeah. actually something else but what's but what's anyway. funny you just brought up a memory for me when i was in high school okay. like i had my door and we were kind of like repainting my room so mm-hmm. i just left my door the way it was and then i started drawing drawing on it and putting up stuff and if i had friends over i'm like yeah you could draw on it whatever and they were like really i'm like yeah so they we would draw you know stupid stuff and little icons and little you know bart simpson crap and (laughs) you know and they'd sign their names or whatever they wanted to do like like you would write in a bathroom stall like you just write on my door (laughs) yeah for a good time her room she's got in like on her room on the inside door she has a bunch like one day i looked and there's a bunch of stickers i'm like uh I was going to take him off. I'm like, you know what, Penny? I'm like, you could put stickers in your door. I'm like, it's all, as long as they're only on the door, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's kind of got I that I think thing kids need to, need to have some, like an outlet or something like that that's like, oh, this is mine. This is cool. And, you know, my mm-hmm. dad's letting me, do, like, ruin this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I can just Basically, go buy another that, door for Once like they start, bucks. you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So, so this LOD match versus the DOA, this is your standard tag match, but it's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The best part, I think, is the crowd going to it so much. Of course, it's the opener of the pay-per-view. But the guys, the pro- the biggest problem, I think, is it's two big, beefy teams against yeah, each other. Right. So there's not too much you can do as far as storytelling. But it's a pretty good match. I mean, mm-hmm. Draws gets involved. We get the power slam for the win. The DOA were kind of just there, but they were... It was cool to have another faction, I guess. And I also like they came out in the motorcycles, too, which was yeah. pretty cool. So I wasn't a big fan of this LOD with the silver and the, the like, motorcycle mm-hmm. helmets. Yeah. But I loved the the face paint that Hawk had because it just, because, you know, I was a fan for a while. Like, I knew who they were. I knew they were, um, oh, God. <laughs> uh Road Warriors? Road Warriors. God, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of other things. I was going to say Demolition, but no. Road Warriors. And I just remember watching like older like WCW stuff or getting tapes from the video store for NWA and just that they had different face paint. I'm like, man. You know, so I like the, I like the uh, throwbacks on the face paint that they had in this one. Well, the other thing I think was cool about this LOD 2000 was 
they were kind of in not purgatory, but like they just were kind of there, right? They yeah. weren't they weren't really doing much and then they no. went away and they came back as a surprise team in the WrestleMania 14 Battle Royal with Sonny. You're like, "All right, I'm in." I I get yeah, it. Yeah, I I think these older wrestlers, you know, trying to make their way into this new, you know, 90s attitude is is almost like um like 80s hair metal or pop metal trying to make I mean, they're, they're still kind of new, but grunge is popular. And it's like, how do we not look like old fogies, <laughs> you know, with it, with this new cool music? And it's like these new cool attitudes and the wrestlers. And they're from like, not even like six years ago, but still it's almost like they're from a different generation. So exactly. I, think the, I think the little reinvention of that. And then I, because they added a little bit of the old Road Warriors makeup or I guess face paint. Yeah. You know, I thought was kind of a cool you know, tip of the cap to that, but still like being relevant with their new, um, you know, silver. It's a shame they didn't get much of a run. Obviously, Animal and Hawk had their issues, and Hawk particularly, and then yeah. Taz was in there. But I think they could have made a run, especially with the reinvention themselves. I think that was the point of this: is to reinvent and get a new legit yeah. tag team in there. So for me, it was fun to see like Hawk wrestle again, and and, and uh, Animal, and you know, just the tag team of the two, and you know, it, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Then we got The Rock to come out. He was out to make fun of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed here is The Rock, he's doing a The Rock voice here. He's not really grown fully into what will become the great one, the people's champ, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And he doesn't talking, have the confidence yet. Talking about swig and beer. He's like, if The Rock, you know, if The Rock was here in Milwaukee and had to deal with these women, and then there's, they cut to the crowd, and uh-huh. King goes, oh, there's one. He's like, he'd be drinking all day. I'm like, oh, poor, that poor woman. (laughs) She goes over and watches the pay-per-view later. Like, oh, my TV. Oh, my God. The king made fun of me. Boo. And then Farouk comes out, beats the crap out of the rock, hits a pile driver. However, when he tries to hit it on the chair, Farouk actually kind of kicks it out so he doesn't Mm -hmm. hit it on the chair. Yeah. But the rock acts like he's paralyzed. The nation comes out. Owen is just hilarious in this. He's like, get out of here. Hurry up. That's his neck, you idiots. Hurry up. Like, Owen is just <laughs> a, a peach. He's amazing. He's hilarious. And they take him back, I guess, out into stretcher and a neck brace, too. And then we go backstage to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Michael Cole. Michael Cole is, of course, but, like but, but, Slaughter, but Slaughter says Rock still has to compete later. Yes, they do mention that. He has to and defend that, his title or lose it. We get to that, too. He comes out later. And then Austin and Michael Cole. Cole is asking Austin, you know, will you be the WWF champion of this and Austin goes, you silly bastard. That's a stupid question. Of course, I'll be the WWF champion. We've also got the block logo WWF title as well. It's not Mm -hmm. transitioned over to the Attitude Era Big Eagle as it's called. Uh, It's kind of weird to me because this is not that long of a period when it's the block logo to the Attitude. So that was kind of, I think, right after King of the Ring 98 is when it turns back to the to the or goes to the attitude era yeah it's hard it's hard to look back at the at these um pay-per-views or even shows and because in my mind it's like it's like a certain cutoff for this year this year Mm -hmm. this year this year but it's almost like a little bit of a couple months of transition so when we're watching stuff from that couple months it's like kind of weird yeah but it's this is clearly we're in the attitude era here we're after as many 14 a couple pay-per-views after that austin's the champ wwf's got all the momentum WCW still making tons of money, but the end is not there, is not right away for WCW, but it's crazy to think in three years they're gone. 
mm-hmm. you know, but at this time they're so high, but in three years they're gone. Um, and then what do we got here? Oh, next up we go to Steve Blackman versus Jeff Jarrett, Double J, whose manager is Tennessee Lee, who I completely forgot about. I always remember his Colonel Robert Parker, the guy right. that shit his pants in the War Games match. <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember Tennessee Lee. Do you? He's the same character as Colonel Robert Parker too, which is hilarious. Yeah, I remember he came in with Jeff Jarrett uh, for yeah. a li- for a little bit, but you know, I don't remember how long he was around. But I, for me, Jeff Jarrett just goes from like this Tennessee Lee guy, and then just goes, I don't know. He goes away. to Denver after that, and then after that, then it's like the tag team with Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it, this match was okay. It just Steve Blackman. We I think we talked about we both enjoy Steve Blackman. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what they were fighting over here. Yeah, I don't what either. The, what the stakes were. This to me was just like a Raw match. Like if it was on TV, like as a third match that in a Monday Night Raw, perfect. Pay per view, I don't know. It's like a you know a C minus match. It's fine. It's it's okay. Jeff Jarrett gets the win here. Um, wait a yeah, minute. I, I kind of lost interest in this one. Hold on. Hold no, on, no Jarrett, Jarrett pin Blackman. Oh, does he? Yeah, Tennessee Lee hit him with one of those sticks. Oh, right, 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 right. That's what I have. That's because I, I had the wrong note there. But yes, Tennessee Lee hits him with the the, the Steve Blackman sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Wikipedia says Arnis stick. So what the fighting stick? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get the next, I guess, matchup here, which we didn't know would be a matchup. It's marvelous, Mark Merrill and Sable. We get the recap of how we get here, where Sable wants to be free of a contract to Mark Merrill. And Mark Merrill says, if you get anybody to beat him without mm-hmm. her help, yeah. she'll be free and clear. And as I was watching this, Marvelous Mark is a great heel. He comes is. out with a stupid smiley face. He's got that skull cap on. He's mm-hmm. punching the air. A little underappreciated, Mark Merrill, I think. Right. I, th- I, thought the, I thought this was a highlight of the show. Or one of the highlights. The highlight of the show? <laughs> no, no, no. A highlight. Like, okay, like okay, mid-show, okay. you know, you're kind of let down by, the, well, I'm personally let down by the Blackman and Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, well, where's this going? And then, you know, Mark Merrill comes in. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. And then I think King even makes a reference like, oh, he looks like Little Richard. I'm like, yeah, dummy. He was Little Richard in WCW. <laughs> uh, when, De- when Sable comes out, you know, she's all dressed in like wrestling gear and like kind of like the similar, dude, like the boxing stuff. Sable's top makes her boobs look like bigger than anything you've ever seen in my life. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's ready to roll here. Uh huh. Uh, and then she comes into the ring and everyone's like, wait, what's happening here? Cause she's supposed to pick someone to represent her. Yeah. And even Meryl's like, you know, who do you got? He's like, what are you wearing? He's like, why are you wearing this? He's like, who do yeah. you got? And she's like, it's me, Mark. If I'm going to get out of this, I'm going to do it myself. I'm like, and everyone's <laughs> like, what? And then Mark says, Sable, you know, Sable, I don't think we should do this. This is just silly Sable. I'll let uh, you beat me. Yeah. So he lays down <laughs> I thought one, this was the two, <laughs> and then he hooks her, rolls right. her up, and then does a pin and celebrates like he just won the world title. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I, I, I totally forgot about this. I okay, thought, you did. That's yeah. even better. Well, because I didn't, I didn't, don't remember watching this, but I remember like their little feud of, of her not being with him anymore than him picking up Jackie and all that kind of stuff. So to watch him, I'm like, oh, he's going to let her out of her contract, just lay down and, you know, do the good thing. <laughs> then when he like traps her with his legs and like rolls over to get her shoulders down, I'm like, holy shit, that's the best. Yeah, <laughs> So he it. wins and celebrates, like you said. It was amazing. It was. And then Sable's all sad, you know, walks <laughs> off. And we go backstage and we see The Rock with his neck brace around Owen Hart and oh, the rest poor, of the nation. He's just Rock. selling it. He's just like, oh, The Rock. The Rock can't wrestle. 
This is amazing. And then we get brings us to our next match. Kai and Tai versus Takamichinoku and Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw is not JBL yet. He's not an acolyte yet. This is kind of a weird time for him. He's post, uh, was it, Justin, New Justin, Blackjack? Justin Hawk. Or no, New Blackjack. Blackjack. Yeah, yeah. post Blackjacks. And also, Jim Ross loves talking about, if anybody's got a football background, especially oh. this time, Jim is like, oh my God, you've got a former former All-American at Abilene Christian University. you got two-time all When he was talking about him, I'm like, holy crap, Bradshaw played football? Like, I didn't know that. Oh, he's like, and he played in the World Football League too, professional World mm-hmm. Football League. He just, it's just amazing, just the the chubby Jr. gets anytime somebody play any type of organized yeah. football. Right. I kind of, it's a three on two match. This I wish this was better. I wish this was more Bradshaw beating the hell out of the Kyantai guys. Yeah, like a quicker match, like just the, yeah. just that just devastating lariat that he does. Yeah, but it like, wasn't. Like he, he, it was terrible. And why the hell did Kyantai win? I don't know. Like, what, what What was this? They're going to continue the feud here? They think they had, <laughs> they just had a horrible heel beat Sable. Yeah. You need, you don't need, like, all good guys are winning tonight. In my, whatever age I was, say I was 18 or whatever, 20 maybe, but that 20-year-old in me was just, like, so, like, nostalgic for that uh, Mishinoku, like, jumping up and down, like, pantomiming to the crowd that he's going to do the Mishinoku uh, driver. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> he's just, like, jumping up and down, like, motioning that he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, I forgot that, and that was awesome. Because he did do it, but, you know, he got uh, someone interrupted the pin and then whatever, whatever, and then Dick Dick Togo and, you know, the other guys won. Exactly. Not 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 Dick the Bruiser or the Crusher. We'll get to them later. No. Then after this match, they go backstage seeing Sad Sable leaving in full gear, just walking out with her suitcase behind her. So was was her like career over? Or what, why was she leaving? Yeah, like? because she was a she had a contract, and that was the part of the build was if her guy or whoever picked she picked to beat Meryl beat him, oh, she lost. was free of her contract. But she lost. She'd be gone from the WWF, so oh, she lost. Okay. Yeah. All right, I didn't. I didn't get that part. I I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just hilarious that <laughs> what's his name Pinder, Camaro. Next matchup is The Rock versus Farouk for the Intercontinental Championship. Farouk comes out first. Again, Jim Ross starts talking about football. Former Florida Stater and Miami Hurricane. They played in the Orange Bowl and like, oh God, Jr. Just give it up. No one cares about mm-hmm. football. He loves it. And The Rock music hits. He doesn't come out. And it lasts for kind of a while to the point where it's awkward. Yeah. And then again, doesn't come out. And then Sergeant Slaughter comes barreling down here, tries mm. to spit out what he wants to say in the microphone. He could not get it out for the life of him about what was going on. He's like, I love when the crowd started laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just like tripped over his own words and he's like, and they're like, ha ha ha. It's like a, a murmur of laughter yeah. in the crowd. Uh, he basically eventually spits it out that the rock doesn't come out here in 10 seconds. He forfeits and loses the Intercontinental championship. Mm-hmm. Eventually at one, he comes out and they have their match, a pretty hard hitting match here. I think I wish Farouk would have gotten a couple more wins over the rock to make this feud go longer. Yeah. But the rock did move on to bigger and better things that and later in 98, he becomes the WWF champion. It was pretty obvious. He was a superstar, but Right here, <laughs> it could have could have went longer. I think I could have this few could have went longer. Yeah, uh, the rock. I, I had, thought this was yeah. It could have gone longer because it's this is like the battle to be the leader. Well, the, yeah, Farouk has already been nation. kicked out of the nation. He's been kicked out. But that should have lasted longer. It should have been. It should have. Should have. I agree. And 
this match is weird because Farouk's going to get the win one, two, three, but The Rock's foot was on the rope. Mm-hmm. The ref tells him, no, you didn't win. As he's distracted, The Rock ends up getting the win here. Post-match, Nation comes out, beats the hell out of Farouk, but then DX comes out to a huge pop. I forgot yeah. about the feud they had going on. I wish that was a feud that lasted longer. That should have been like a Survivor Series four-on-four elimination match type of thing. Yeah. They do a three-on-three later here. Well, the, the team-up of great. Triple H and yeah. and Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn, like just the three of them, like they all just seem like they're on the same level. Maybe Triple H in my mind is like down a little bit, and then you got Road Dog and Billy Gunn are like up. Like they're all like badasses. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like a great six-man team. Then you, got, then you got the enforcer outside, you know, a beefed up China who's ready to whoop some ass. <laughs> Naturally, she does. She whoops that ass. And speaking of whipping that ass, next matchup is going to be Kane. Whip, whipping that fat ass. Kane versus Vader in a mm-hmm. mask versus mask match. However, Vader doesn't have a mask. He has a Vader man, has a strappy thing. So it's not, yeah. I, I don't understand why they even put that in there. Like, what was the point of adding that stipulation to it? Maybe to give. Kane the win. I mean, I, I even almost forgot that Vader was still around at this point in 98. Yeah. I mean, I mean the match itself, like, if you think about, like, big guys, you're like, oh, I want to write... Like, if you're doing, like, WWE you know, 2K22, you want to have, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I want Kane and Vader. That's that's the match I want to see. Yeah, but Like, just want, go watch this. You want WCW champion Vader. You don't yeah. want this Not- fat piece of shit Vader, as he calls himself. <laughs> right. He's so hard on himself. I'm just a fat piece of shit because he lost. Well, well, yeah, so he did lose. Kane beats him. He hits a tombstone pile driver, takes the mask off, and poor King's selling. He's like, no, we get to see his ugly face. I'm like, we, we've seen his face. He's Right. We, we, we see he his on, face. He was on Boy Meets World, dummy. We saw and, his face. And, and then Michael <laughs> Cole uh, interviews him post-match, literally right outside the ring, and, and Vader's like, I tried so hard. I, I got so big. I'm just a big piece of shit. A oh, big piece of shit. He just runs off like poor Vader. Like, that was the last time we saw him. His career is officially over yeah. after this. Poor Vader, you know, goes out. I, I don't I don't think he's officially gone here, but I mean from the the, the beast, the, the the mastodon, the world champion with Harley Race, headlining yeah. Starcades to the just, fat just, piece of just, shit. Just that whole like enigma of this big badass mofo from japan with with the, the smoking macedon whatever that thing was yeah he was just and and the laying in the fists and the forearms just now he's this come on <sighs> Poor that's, why, that's why i love vader wcw this, I he's, think, the, he's the best i can't think of many people who love wwf vader i was excited when he was coming in i'm like oh he's gonna beat the shit out of everybody <laughs> But Not exactly. Not exactly. And then we have a little ceremony for a couple of Milwaukee wrestling regent, legends, mm-hmm. Mad Dog Vashon and The Crusher. The Crusher gets a huge pop in Milwaukee. People yeah. were pumped. He used to wrestle out here in Chicago through the Rosemont Horizon. My dad and uncle talk about going to see him and seeing like Dick the Bruiser and The Crusher. He'd be like, ooh, I love The Crusher. Like The Crusher was the guy. He's even got like a little awesome, what they call it a polo punch. He gives it to the king. So in the ring... Michael Cole's presenting them with, I guess, some type of achievement for being Milwaukee wrestling legends. Yeah. And on commentary, King's making fun of him. Eventually, he goes into the ring, and he gets upper like he gets punched by the Crusher, like the Polo Punch. And okay, like that should have been it, mm-hmm. but it keeps going back where he's trying to like take the leg off of Mad Dog Vashon because he does have a fake leg. 
So that was going to be a thing. This was just kind of a mess. And for some reason, the crusher takes his shirt off. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing this. I don't know. I think this looked better on paper. And I, this this screams to me like Vince thinks it's funny that the guy is a fake leg. Let's yeah. do a segment about it. That's what it screams to me. And then when Lawler goes to him, he grabs the wrong leg. Yeah, he's how like, do you not know? Is it this one? And he lifts up his pant. Like, no, it's not this one. Let me grab this one. And the mad dog is like hanging onto the ropes. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's just three old. Well, King's not really old, but I'll say three old guys. And they're trying to, like, do something. And no one's, like, coordinated to do it. And it's like, it was a mess. I did yeah. watch it. I thought about fast forwarding it. So I fast forward a little bit. Like, you know what? Let me go back and watch this. See how, mm-hmm. big, see how good or bad it was. And it was. It was what it was. And then we have a six-man tag match, which goes pretty long, almost 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Lo, Kama, and Owen Hart versus DX, which is Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and Triple H. I don't. So Mark Henry's in the corner and Xbox in the corner. Why didn't they just do a four and four? I don't Why was know. This, I, I don't know. It was 20 minutes of hard-hitting, kick-ass stuff. And again, I wish this feud had a big blow-off, but I guess this is kind of it. Yeah. You know, this this is it. But this, this should have been bigger. What do you think of the match? I thought it was really good, and there were a lot of different parts with the back and forth kind of stuff, and I don't know, just for me to see, because, I mean, over the years, you just realize, like, Triple H is, like, this, the standout, you know, you kind of compare him to, say, Stone Cold, The Rock, Cena, like, he's that upper echelon guy, Mm -hmm. but to see him kind of, like, back in the day with the the, um, New Age Outlaws, like, they were, like... They were brothers, and they were they were fighting for each other, and it was fun to see like these three guys like teaming up, and you know even doing double teams or triple teams and helping each other out behind the refs back and back and forth. It was, it was good. Um, I did wish maybe it didn't last as long. Yeah, it was a bit too long. This could have been like twelve minutes, not eighteen mm-hmm. minutes. It didn't be that long, especially with the the main event coming up next after this match. Everyone's kind of like, all right, are we gonna do the main event here or what? And it doesn't quite get going horribly but it's i feel like the crowd was waiting for the main event here yeah with some of these longer matches and then the other matches that weren't so great you know i'm thinking like at the time like how many other um talents or or wrestlers were kind of hot that could have wrestled on this Mm -hmm. to to take up more time exactly all right so we're ready for our main event i think here um by the way i think you know dx gets the win there is that what had happened there i haven't even have the note on that um Owen Hart pinned uh, Triple H. Oh, okay. Okay. My bad. Sorry. Hit the pedigree. I didn't put that in the notes there. I probably should have. That's all right. Yeah. We make mistakes. It happens. DX won. Main (laughs) event. Did they? No, no, no. Nation won. Oh, we're just going to say they won. Yeah. We've got the main event here. Howard Finkel is the first guy to to come on and gives his long, drawn, hilarious introduction for Pat Patterson as the ring announcer. Mm Mm-hmm. Who won? He won Intercontinental Championship at a grueling tournament in Rio de Janeiro, which is not true. It never happened. They was just Pat Court per Pat Patterson. They created that storyline for him because Vince thought it was funny when Pat said Rio de Janeiro because he couldn't so that say was, it. Th- that was the thing. Exactly. What a dick. So, <laughs> so Patterson's the announcer, and he introduces Gerald Briscoe. He says he loves his wife. He loves his children. He's the he's the he's Briscoe Brothers Body Shop and. He, these stooges. There's all these accolades. of, of Oh, these, these, the, they're so great. Mm-hmm. And then Vince McMahon gets another, of course, amazing introduction from Pat Patterson. Just go back and watch it. Yeah. This whole thing is incredible here. This whole whole match, the whole thing. 
Vince comes out all jacked up in a sleeveless referee shirt. <laughs> well, there was a segment before this where they're interviewing yep. you know, the three guys and Vince McMahon is like popping his, his tricep. He's like, oh, let me, he pops it again. <laughs> Let's show how buff he is in that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that was, a spandex referee shirt cut off sleeved yeah and now we could talk about vince so during the build they show vince talking about all this and about how austin had him arrested it's just incredible vince is legitimately one of the best performers in wrestling history he is and for him to be an announcer and the owner that's not kind of like tony khan's not a great he's pretty bad whenever he's on camera yeah bischoff was really good bischoff grew into being very good but not as good as vince and who else is out there? You know, J.J. Dillon and um, Nick Bockwinkle. And, and J.J. Dillon is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, when he's not lost with his suitcase. <laughs> right. Um, At StarCast. StarCast, yeah. But it was, to, compared to anyone else, Vince is just the best. He's he the is. best he is. out there, right? And what i just try to think of my favorite vincism it's just the his whole mannerisms how he's not afraid to be humiliated as a character yeah when he gets his, arrested his, his facials and his yeah. is like throughout this match like his facials of i don't know just just he's amazing i mean we can, we, there's little things that'll come up throughout this match that i'll bring up but mm-hmm. he's just he's funny yes and then and Dude Love gets introduced. He's the corporate dude star with a little blaze uh-huh. rod, and he's got teeth in there. His hair's combed. He's clean shaving, except for the goatee. He's he's like he's the classy dooster. He's he's and, got some dentures in there to kind of yeah. Like, he's showing them off, right? And <laughs> and then Patterson like introduces like, and here's a beer swallowed piece of garbage. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He doesn't Austin. even. No one's going to introduce his ass. <laughs> no, he comes out to a big pop. And the match but, gets but when going. But when he starts to introduce him, the crowd goes crazy. He's like, no, no, no. Settle down, settle down. Sit down, sit down. <laughs> this guy's a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> He's a piece of garbage. The The crowd loves Austin. Of course they do. They're yeah. ready for this match. When I was watching this live as a kid, with all the kind of obstacles put in the way, I mm-hmm. was curious how they were going to get out of not off Austin winning. Yeah. I was like, how is Austin going to win? So Expl- one of the things that they brought up, which I remembered this, the ending of this one. So when mm-hmm. they were doing the, the the interview segment where he was like flexing his triceps and stuff, because he's yeah. all cocky showing off his, his physique. He was talking about by my hand only. And he mentioned that a couple of times. So I didn't, you know, when you see it the first time, you just like, oh, well, he's the only one that could count the three. No other referee, not Patterson, not Briscoe, not... You know, anybody else can count the three. It's only him. So, you know, that plays into it later. It definitely does. And that's how they get out of it. And we'll get to that at the end there. Match starts off all fired. Everybody's excited and pumped as you would be. Uh, however, the match doesn't really get going until Austin and the Dudester hit the floor mm-hmm. and Briscoe kind of gets taken out. Yeah. And there's one point when Foley or Dude Love, whatever you want to call him, is kind of sitting on the railing. And Austin clotheslines the hell out of him. And normally, like, when you take a clothesline off the railing, you kind of fall sideways. Not the yeah. mixture. Nope. He right flat his back ass. smacks his head <laughs> on the concrete floor. You're like, oh, my God. It's, like, cringeworthy. Yeah. How, it was, how rough it was it bad. It was. Also, and there, we didn't. We, and there was we, a little clip in there when you're going from that camera angle to the other. 
I saw Austin. He's standing and like kind of like bouncing his body weight. He's holding the guardrail, but he's standing on somebody like bouncing up and down on him. But you don't really see who. And then mm-hmm. I realized it was Briscoe. <laughs> so he had Briscoe <laughs> on the ground, and he's standing on him like jumping on him. Like you... <laughs> we, we also forgot to mention at the beginning of the matchup, the Undertaker is in the corner of Stone Cold to make sure there's no shenanigans. He comes out. We forgot oh, to mention yeah, that. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. Like with McMahon, like he's you know. He's drunk he's, with he's, power. He's cocky as hell. Yeah. And then he hears the music and he's like this big gulp on camera. Gulp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the audible gulp of, of Mr. McMahon is incredible. And, and it's nervous. funny how uh, uh, Undertaker comes out. All he has to do is just stand around. He follows the action. He doesn't interfere you know, much. He just kind of stands there and and McMahon just kind of keeps looking over his shoulder. And, yep, there's the Undertaker. So he's just like <laughs> trying to be like a good boy. He's counting, yeah. trying to count the threes and all that stuff. <laughs> but he's afraid of the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. And then Intimidated, course, really. And then also throughout the match, Patterson keeps making changes to the rules. Like, this match is now a no disqualification. Just to remind whatever. everybody. Yep. This is no and- DQ. And then he makes it a false count anywhere match. And if Jared's like, mm-hmm. sits win, sits, he's all furious. And then yeah. King's like, well, you know, it's, it's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they eventually go out to the car area where the Briscoe buddy, Briscoe buddies, big Briscoe brothers, <laughs> auto body car is out there. Mankind does the big, I keep saying mankind, dude love does the giant elbow drop from the car to the floor. Like yeah. it's just smacked. Like, oh my God, this whole match is a whole lot of, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember when they were going to the top, and um, this this had to have been in a McFoley thing where I saw, like, all the McFoley bumps. But when they were on top of the car and Dude Love, like, throws Austin, like, Austin just baseball slides like onto another car and onto the cement. Mm-hmm. And then he comes, or, yeah, he kind of comes back, and then Foley, or, Dude Love kind of walks over and does, like, a sunset flip bust his back and his ass on the cement just to kind of roll, you know, gently <laughs> stone cold into like a pinning position. But there yeah. there was a lot of slamming on cement, which I thought was insane. And also hard to watch now. Yeah. At the time when I was a kid, you're like, yeah, F yeah. But now when you watch this, you're like, oh, go, go. Especially because we met Mick Foley. We met like, him. Oh. Like, we know him now. Yeah, We know, we know the you, guy. And you gave we, him a paint pen. I gave him a paint pen. I helped him out. You know, he I paid three fifty for this thing for him to use, and you know, just to see him on stage too. He's gained his weight back, so he's he's not this felt foley anymore. Yeah. He's he's having a hard time moving around, which you know naturally is it's the price you pay for you know all the stuff that he did. But he's he's a good guy, and I, I felt yeah. bad watching this stuff. I'm like man, that probably led to this. <laughs> <laughs> that probably led to this. Yeah, but it was he got the pop. Think of the pop. He, he did. Right here when I gave in him, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. When I gave him the tape, the over-the-edge tape, said, he looked at it, he goes, oh, yeah, I remember this. I go, yeah, you and Austin sold the building. I was like, sold out the building. He's like, you're damn right we did. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. And this was a month yeah. before the King of the Ring pay-per-view mm-hmm. where the famous Hell in the Cell match. So less than a month later, Mick Foley, Mankind's being thrown off the Hell in the Cell from The Undertaker. Yeah. Kind of, kind of rough. Then, as the match goes on, uh, we get back in the ring. There ends up steel chairs get in the ring. You love the spot where Austin misses with the chair. <laughs> well, Austin's kind of getting up, and you could tell that he's hurt, but he's he's fighting no, his up. way through. So, let me finish. Getting... So, he okay. hits the top rope, right, with the chair. Yeah. And the top rope, it springs it back, hits him in the head. Right. 
but the way he was kind of the way he was kind of getting up before all of that like to grab the chair he's kind of hobbling it looks like he's gonna fall down <laughs> and then you know he hits the rope yeah um, yeah the, the next part is hilarious like i was laughing like i was just watching i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> right so the next part as we go uh first off Mick Foley runs at Austin to hit him with a chair. Austin ducks, hits Vince McMahon right square in the top of the head. Vince collapses like, I don't know, just like, you know when you kind of crush a Coke can? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how he just collapsed, like on himself. Crushed yeah. a Coke can. Just He's out cold. <clears throat> like, he got nailed with a chair. And then they start going, and then um, Mick Foley, I think, hits the mandible claw. Or what happens where, what happens to the point where they're doing a pin on Austin, where the chaos ensues? So what happened? Well, he has the he has the mandible claw, and he's going for, well, Vince McMahon's out. Yeah. And he's trying to get him to submit. There's no referee around. And I think at some point. Um, Briscoe or Pat, Patterson runs Pat, in there, Pat right? Patterson goes in there, tries to do the count. Undertaker, you know, the silent authority yeah. over in the corner. He just grabs Patterson out. Patterson's like, oh, no, what are you doing? Taker grabs him by the throat, picks him up, and throws him through the announce table, like choke slams him. And, and the whole Patterson's table just blows up. legs go flying in the air. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm, not- think, I'm thinking this old guy, well, he wasn't old back then. Well, he was, but yeah. not, as, not as old as he was 20 years later. Like, you know, um, what was that? Something house, wrestler's house. Legend's house. Legend's house. Like, and I'm thinking, because he's younger than Legend's house, you know, Patterson. Yeah. So I'm like, man, he just drove that old guy right through the table and, you know, helping Stone Cold out. But is it really helping him or just kind of even the odds against Vince? So I don't really know. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad he was there and to take care of that. Mm-hmm. And then Gerald Briscoe tries to do the same thing. Yeah. But he gets pulled out and chokeslammed through the Spanish announced table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However... He does not get the height. It seems like Undertaker literally had to just pick him up. He wasn't jumping. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't taking the bump, but he goes through it. So kudos to both those guys. Austin then eventually hits the stunner on Mankind, and then Vince is passed out cold. So by his hand only, he grabs Vince's dead fish hand, <laughs> smacks it down. One, yep. two, three. Austin retains the WWF championship, and the crowd goes nuts. Everybody's happy. We go off the air, and Austin is still your champion. So it was yeah. that was like an A plus match. It was it just was. awesome, bell to bell. Like every segment told a story. I mean, you go from the you go from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. The intimidation of Undertaker to, to McFoley. I mean, to um, McMahon, Dude Love, and and Stone Cold. Like everything they were doing was like hitting. There wasn't any botches, and or maybe there was, but yeah, you know, they, they they're, they're professionals about it. But everything they were doing just kind of advanced the story, advanced the story to get back into the ring, and then you got the whole Undertaker ending with Patterson and Briscoe, and you know that stuff. It, it was a it, this might be my favorite match. That we've watched in a while. Ever? I don't know about ever, but because it's still fresh, like I just think of how good this match was. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part about this match was just the chaos of it. Yeah. It, it, it was boy, like every, controlled chaos, really. <laughs> listen, everyone in this match is awesome. We've got mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, got Undertaker, Briscoe, Patterson, Mick Foley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and M- Mr. McMahon. Well, future Hall of Famer. Think he'll oh, be right. allowed in when, or he'll let himself come in. Yeah, he'll put he'll put Mister McBad in, not Vince. <laughs> Is that what you think? Sure. Okay, that's fair. And overall, what would you give this pay per view? Well, there was some ups and downs, but the but the ups were better than the downs, so I'd probably give this a B plus. I'm going to give it an A minus. 
just because how awesome this match was. Yeah. I don't think you can top it. This is one of Mick Foley's best matches ever, I'd say, for him. Yeah. Uh, you've got his Shawn Michaels match, of course, and you've got what's another what's another one of Foley's kind of like signature matches besides the Shawn Michaels and this one. I mean, Hell in the Cell, obviously, but that's not a great match. What other ones you can think of? Mm, I, I liked this match with Triple H. The uh, Hell in the Cell Royal Rumble. Well, what about the well, Royal, the Royal Rumble, Rumble? But yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's that one's pretty good too. So that that's a top one for sure, but. This has got to be up there. This main event just rules so much. Everything about it's so fun. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that isn't fun about it. The, well, yeah, the main event's totally fun. Um, the Rock and Farouk I thought was a little bit slow. Um, yeah, six man tag went a little bit too long. Kane Vader was I don't know that was what whatever it was. So I mean, there's a lot yeah. of like average matches on here. I mean, the highlights for me was was really just Mark Merrow <laughs> tricking Mark Merrow rolling the her Mark, up. And the then, Mark you know, Merrow roll up on Sable is your second highlight <laughs> of the show over it, this. That's amazing. Well, I mean, I mean, we're going to overcast everything. I mean, Sunny coming out like, ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, she starts I, it off. It starts yeah. off hot. It ends hot, it's this a, pay-per-view. There you go. I like Start, it. Starts it off and A minus. Thanks, Sunny. <laughs> did you get, did, you, did, did Sunny bump it up to an A minus for she you? She really did. Okay, so we got a couple A minuses. <clears throat> Yeah. Here's here's the thing. I'm not so much like phys- physically, she's she's gorgeous. Sure, but I, but I think it's her her personality and just her outgoingness and just I don't know, it just makes yeah. her like so like over the top. Yeah, I think A minus is definitely a good great for this show. And Sunny started hot. Do love ended in hot with mm-hmm. as well. And I think that'll wrap up this week's show. And unless you have anything else to talk about with uh, this pay per view. Before we no, get into no, kind of the no, no. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. No, this this was a this was a it was definitely I would watch this. You know, from yes. from beginning to yeah. end. You know, it wasn't like so boring where I had to just skip everything. But it was, it was yeah, good. yeah. Go <clears> back <throat> and watch it if you guys haven't haven't watched it in a while. Definitely recommend it. This WWF Over the Edge 1998. It's on Peacock. I actually watched the WWF home video version of this. I popped in the tape. So what was what was the song? Because I was watching on Peacock and the the entrance of the whole pay-per-view coming in where they're showing uh-huh. the ca- camera shots live of the audience, yeah. all that stuff. Just sounded like generic music. What it was... is generic music on the tape too. Oh, so okay. it must have been just a one-time thing they paid for for the pay-per-view okay that's my guess yeah i was thinking about going to like daily motion to find out like the, what the yeah. real one was i mean but... de- you'd have to watch the live pay-per-view so yeah uh yeah that that'll be it for this week for this week's show want to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show after all the years that we've been doing it really appreciate it and really appreciate everyone that listens and i want you guys to give a few listens to a few other podcasts out there if you haven't checked them out yet please do Check out uh, our friends at the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. They're at OVP Podcast. They've got a Patreon that I subscribe to. I can't recommend enough if you like old school wrestling reviews, all that stuff. I'm currently up to 92 uh, WWF Royal Rumble. I just started 92. And the, their impressions they do of like Gorilla Monsoon, like it, it's an exaggerated gorilla. So it cracks me up. They do like angry gorilla. So there'd be something, for example, like Bobby will say something ridiculous. Like that's the real world's champion, Ric Flair. And, their version were like, what? What are you talking about? He's a big piece of shit. Screw you, Bobby. What are you talking about? Just It just cracks me up because mm-hmm. that is Gorilla. Like, what? Are you serious? But they just turn him up a notch. So check out the Our Vantage Point podcast at OVP Podcast. 
And check out our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Pulsable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They've been doing it for a long, long time now, over five years. They've got a 300th episode coming up. So follow them, support them at Fully Pulsable. They provide all the positive figure news and everything else. They're uh, at Fully Pulsable. And then you can follow our friends at the Doing the Favor Podcast. Lost a bet with Eric from the Doing the Favor, but the Bears, Browns. But what are you going to do? Find, check out their show, Doing the Favor Podcast. And our friends, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. I actually also just did a show with Breaker's side project called You Know It's Fake, right? Be on the lookout for that. Uh, also, speaking of guests, uh, I've done a show before with Lee from the Raw's Nitro podcast. Check them out. Uh, the Apron Bump podcast, which is the hardest part of the ring, did a show with them a few months ago now. Uh, there's also tons of shows out there. I always forget to, to remind, to bring, not remind, I always forget shows, I feel like, but I do listen to all of them. <clears throat> The Ringside Podcast with Daniel Spencer and Friends. Uh, the Wrestling Cheers Podcast with Justin Summers. Just so many more out there. And if I forgot you this week, I apologize. But yeah, just check out our podcast buddies. Check out everybody out there. And also, keep sharing all your Twitter junk. I, I posted something saying, show me your show me your wrestling crap on Twitter. And I got a ton of responses. It's awesome to That's see. Awesome. So keep sharing all your stuff, your collections. I love seeing it. All right. Anything else, Eric? Well, I wanted to say after watching this over over the edge, right? Yeah, over the edge. I was thinking about the McMahon figure that I had because I kind of have my my figure set up by little eras and whatever. And yeah, you know, I got Renee Young with uh, like the 2015 to 2018 kind of figures that I have, and I I bought the Ultimate Warrior in the suit, like his farewell speech, and or his you know whatever on Raw. Yeah. and so I di- I bought the Undertaker. Or, undertaker i bought the ultimate warrior figure to do the head swap of mcmahon's network special where he's wearing like the sweat sweatshirt okay and stuff i'm like you know what after watching this i'm gonna put that head back on the sweatshirt mcmahon (laughs) and put him back in my attitude era collection so yeah he's he's, he's not so much the suited up uh mcmahon anymore he's back to his 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 sweater version well i do have some jack's bone crunchers vince and the referee shirt if you're looking for one of those but if you pop a head on that Although those bone crunches aren't the best, even no. still, <laughs> pretty cool. So I got right. my Ultimate Warrior back on display. I put I put his coat back on him, put that little mask back on him, and you know, running forever. If you say so, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Eric, for coming on. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at PPW Podcast and tell a friend who likes old wrestling or even just nostalgia in general. We talk a lot about it. What we talk about today, trapper keepers and, and painting our doors. So go ahead and, and check out the show and share the friend hit subscribe. And thanks for supporting the show. Eric, anything else? Nope. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you. Next week. Yeah.